Visit Arcade Club in Bury, Greater Manchester, the largest gaming venue in Europe. Set on two floors featuring over 250 original arcade machines, from Space Invaders right up to the latest Japanese rhythm games. There's also pinball machines, retro modern consoles, top-end PCs and VR stations. For just £10 entry or £15 for both floors, you can stay as long as you like and everything is set to free play. It's open Thursdays to Sundays with free parking, two licensed bars, two kitchens and fair price. And there's no need to book, just turn up for an awesome day out. Hello and welcome to the Tender Pork Articulation Podcast, where we converse with prime cuts of pig meat before they are cooked in order to make them tastier. So remember kids, if you want a supremely tasty meal, talk to your pork. <laughs> well, what about the vegetarians, Sean? <laughs> right, this is a slightly different version of the 10 Pence Arcade podcast. We are not going to edit this, I don't think. Oh, I better edit that bit. Yeah, yeah. we'll edit that bit. Yeah. You idiot, I've got to edit that bit now. This is the 10 Pence Arcade podcast, live from the Warsaw Park Inn. Just outside Revival event. Where we in Warsaw? In Warsaw, yes. not Wolverhampton. Yes, we've had day one of the event. It's been absolutely brilliant, hasn't it, Vic? So far, so good. Been real good. I've not played many games. I'm just chatting to everyone yeah. all the time. Sore throat now. I've got a bit of a dry throat. Mm. And this 14 packets of biscuits people have given us, thank you very much. So far, 14. It's not going to help, is it? No. Mm. What Shall games we... have you been playing so far? I'm blinded by biscuits. There's some Fox's chocolatey doodars. Chocolatey doodars? There's some lime. They're my favourite. Jaffa lime doodars. They sound quite nice. Some Stroop. Some Stroop magnets. <laughs> yeah, some really good ones. Really good. Yup. And we've just started some crunchy melts as well, which are quite nice. Yeah, they're, like, already. they're like cookie size. They're aren't huge they? things. But never mind biscuit talk. Uh, Alright, okay. What games have you been playing so far? Anything stand out for you? I got 700,000 on June 1st. Oh, really? That's and good it's, it's on a four-way stick as well. Yeah. I just need to change that. We should try and break into it later on, because we're going back for a little bit of a a lock-in kind of thing and a curry later on, aren't we? Yeah, that would be seven good. in an hour or so. So that'd be quite good. I haven't been playing hell of a lot more. I've been playing... Tried a bit of ice-cold beer, but I get bored of that quickly. It is a good game. Did you play the new version, Jim's version? Yeah. I haven't good. played it yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it is really good. It's very similar. Explain what Jim's version is. It's like ice cold beer, but made by Jim. Yeah, he's actually made his own version of ice cold beer. It looks really, really smart. It looks like an art project, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very clever. I'm just plugging the laptop in, everyone. Don't worry. This is live and uncensored, apart from yes. one bit. You decided to say a big swear word. You naughty man. I just thought it'd be funny. Yes. Anyway, shall we talk about what we'll talk a bit? Of, should we do a bit of a walk around of Warsaw tomorrow when it's quieter? I think we should. It'll be a bit quieter tomorrow. At the moment, it's been it's been busy. There's like two and a half thousand people uh, predicted for the whole weekend. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it? lot of people. It's it's twice the size as last time, and it's just as packed. Mm. So it must be doing really well. Yeah, there's like Dave Perry doing his game Animal TV. We chatted to Dave earlier, really nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's on about all sorts of things, weren't he? His new yeah. project with Craig Turner, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, sounds quite promising. Now, I, I didn't know a lot about Dave, and I told him so. And I sort of explained to him when I heard the RGDS podcast um, explaining what happened to him on the Games Master TV show. Uh, and he was the guy who basically put the whole lot together in the first place. So 
really good. He, did, he was a magazine first, yeah. and there was a TV show afterwards. And they, they did some, they treated him really badly, basically, long story short. And he just left. He sort of quite quietly left and went out of it and, and stayed away from video gaming in a professional manner for 20 years or so. And then Craig invited him back, and he came last year and loved it. So he's trying to get himself back into it a little bit now, which is really good because he was a, a good face for gaming. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to do a new show and it looks really good. Yeah, hopefully we'll be involved in it. I don't know yet. I don't know what they're up to. We're trying to sneak in, aren't we? But D- Dave has taken full artistic license of it. So he's done all the scripts, he has all his ideas, mm. and he's just going to run with it and see what happens. So mm. hopefully it'll be quite good. Good. Yeah, so what have we been up to since last podcast, Vic? Well, some things that are not revival related. Yeah. Um, uh, I got a new PCB which we'll get onto in the pickups, but I've been mm-hmm. playing that quite a bit, and I've been getting better at it, which is a good thing. Yeah. I've actually been getting better at it. Yeah. Um, but more of that in the pickups. Um, that Polo, here's a bit of bad news, the Polo Star monitor chassis, I'm going to try and put in that OK Baby for you. I got it repaired by TB2000 Tony, who's a really good repair guy, for a really good price as well. Got it back, plugged it on in, tried it in another, in the, the, the wire bits in one of the ponies because they've got the same monitor so I just nicked the wires out of that and tried it in there and it's still got a thin line across I think the tube's knackered or the actual the yoke around the neck board, around the neck right. I think that's broken because I think it got damaged when I dropped that screw on it years ago mm. so that's going to be a no-go so what I have to do now is to write that repair off and get the original chassis either renewed I think you can just put a cheap Chinese you do get chassis that work on nearly any tubes they're like universal Mm-hmm. I might just have to get one of those. They're not that expensive. Or get the original one repaired. I don't know if it's repairable or not. I'm not sure. You get so one that... off a Ford Mondeo. That's, they are good chassis. Yeah. Mm. But I don't think putting a Ford Mondeo in an OK Baby cab would work. Just a chassis? I'm just looking around to see if I can find anything to hit you with. <laughs> oh, look, just a minute. There's an Arkanoid 2 board there. Ow! Oh, you've knackered that now. But it already is knackered. It was broken it? anyway. Oh, right, good. Uh, I'm playing with a Pi... A Pi Zero based project that our friend Rich Chunkson did for me to yeah. try and replace my Phoenix board in my trimline cab because it keeps going wrong, the thing, it keeps breaking down. So, what I've got him to do is do a Pi Zero setup for me that just plays four different games Phoenix, Pleiad, Space Invaders, and Cosmic Alien. Mm. And when you press one and two buttons together, it just cycles between the games. That's nice. So, it just goes straight into the game, you play Phoenix and then cycle it to play the different games. But I haven't got it working on the actual Phoenix monitor yet. I think I need a booster to make it work on that monitor. It's quite an old monitor. Mm. And it's slightly different to the, the monitor I've been testing. It works fine on my PVM monitor. And it works fine on another one of my cabs. Yeah. The Phoenix is a bit of an old, toey Japanese monitor. I think it needs a bit of a boost to make it work better. They're nice boosts. They're very nice boosts. Yeah. I'm not open. Why is it you always bring chocolate into everything? It's surrounded by biscuits, Vic. It's fantastic. It's like biscuit heaven. It is. We've got quite a lot here about what you've been up to. So tell me what you've been up yeah, to. Yeah, right. I played the new cruising game, Cruising Blast, Ooh. at our local cinema complex. I've seen that. I saw it at the EAG show last really year, I think. fun and funky game. It's got loads of LEDs around the wheels and stuff, and coloured yeah. lights everywhere. Yeah, it's a bit well, This like... is getting onto your thing, isn't it? Where mm. it's now style over substance in yeah. the games. This is a bit of Nick from Tony Temple's blog about modern games. We talked to him earlier. He beat mm. us badly for stealing his thunder. Well, we, we told him we are going to steal it. Yes. So I did. Anyway, I also played MotoGP in Blackpool. Okay, is that a sit-on motorbike game? Yeah, it's like Super Hang-On, Max T2. You twist around the corners That was actually pretty decent, I think. The, the cool. best of the races I've played lately. Yeah. But Tony said in his latest blog, is what struck me about everything 
this is at the EAG show, all these new games, they were huge, big and loud. This is the world we are in today, I suppose. Compared to classic arcade games that had to sell gameplay over everything else to get people playing, today's machines seem to be more style over substance. Everything is brash, trying to shout louder, louder than everything else, presumably to draw players in, and that is today's world, where consumers can only get some immersive experiences at home, but, sorry, consumers can get some pretty immersive experiences at home, so the manufacturers have to go big and brash. Which is right, isn't it? They sort of used to do that in the early and the, the, the golden era, where they'd make really nice-looking sit-in cabs, and you know, they'd have bright lights in the cabs and huge marquees and stuff. But then again, you couldn't get that exact game, or that as good gameplay at home. So... Yeah, they had to sort of do it then, but nowadays you can play all these games on, on a phone, basically, can't you? You can. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, yeah, is the games... One thing Tony did say is he saw the new Turtles game, the new four-player, the huge screen mm -hmm. Ninja Turtles, the Mutant Ninja Turtles game. And even though I really hate the old game, I know people love it of a certain age. Yeah. It's a good fight-and-go-right game, and it's funny, and people like playing four-players. And the new one stays quite true to the original. It's not a gun game. It's not a redemption game. It's got joysticks and two buttons. It's brightly coloured. It's huge. It's fun. So I think they're doing. The, they're going the right way there. And also with a new Rampage game, you think is is similar to the original game. Yeah. 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 It's good. I like that. Arcade is still alive. Just well, the new in... Galaga on the big. You know the huge Galaga. You haven't quite played yet. Yeah. That is the, the same old game on a huge screen. Same as the Pac Man, but with the Pac Man, I think even Galaga. You know, they added two players. So you can play together. Mm. Which is always good. I played that world's biggest Pac-Man and it was weird. I just stayed down at the bottom of the screen and they just never came down. Really? Bottom left corner, I don't know if it was a bug or something. Or, oh, this is very bizarre. I think with that game, I think if you pay a little bit more money, yeah. you can, or you get another dongle or some software and you can play Gallagher on it. Because mm. the one I played in, in Oregon, in Portland, in Oregon, they add um, the arcade's logo on the attract screen. So I think you can add things to it to sort of customise the game. So I presume it's just working on a PC anyway. That was mm. quite smart. Nice. I, I, I presume, I bet you they're going to put adverts on it. Could How do. annoying is that playing an arcade, or playing, watching an arcade game and adverts coming on? Yeah, it's That's a, not good. It's the way forward. Mm. We're looking forward to it. I had a, a lovely time at Arcade Club last week. Met two big YouTubers, Kim Justice and Dan from Slopes Game Room. Nice people. I've heard of Kim Justice before. Yeah. yeah I've nice, seen... nice chat with them two people. Really yeah, nice. I think her tweets, I think her tweets a lot, actually. Cool. Nice one. In other news, other I, have, news. I have been glaring at Crags. Glaring at crags. Crags. <laughs> Can't even say it. Oh, look at the crag on that. I went to Hebden Bridge and climbed up some crags. Lovely, lovely summer's day. Are you going to tell the listeners about all the uh, the bruises and the marks all over your head and arms and hands? That was when I went to Blackpool and played MotoGP. I was crossing the road at night. I'd had a few shares. I thought you were going to say it was road rash where you fell off the motorbike. I was attacked by ninja, that would have been ninjas from Shinobi. Or mm. you were just drunk and you fell over cartoon style and landed on your face. I wasn't that bad. But uh, there was a car coming down the road, as they do. There was a car, right? Coming down the road, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I ran across the road. We ran across the road. Why right? stayed inside? A hedgehog came out, attacked me. <laughs> Why have I suddenly gone Bristol? <laughs> I, I tripped over the curb. Don't carried on running, thinking oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'll, I'll run this. I'll run this fall out. I'll run it out. Yeah, yeah. That always works, Sean. Always. I, I, I got to a point where I couldn't couldn't get up, so I just carried on running. Fly, flew, 
cut my head, my knee, my hand, my elbow, all over. So basically, you didn't just fall, you ran into a fall. I did a fantastic skid. Well done. We might do a tech tip on how to do how to hurt yourself really badly with one simple manoeuvre. <laughs> Once when I was quite a lot younger, drunkenly, I felt up some steps. <laughs> That's painful, falling up steps. Falling down steps is pretty bad and hilarious, but falling up them really hurts. Arcade News. There are a bunch of video game related t-shirts being sold in Primark at the moment. Have you seen the range of t-shirts in Primark? I have, I know about them, yeah. Well, I like the look of them. I went into the town the other week. Wife asked me, well, she begged me to go and look at them because she thought I'd like them. But some of the designs are quite nice. There's some Pac-Man ones, there's a Dig Dug one, quite nice. Yeah. There's some Space Invaders ones. I think they're all licensed as well. But Primark is basically um, a budget clothes shop in the UK. Mm. And I, when I've bought Primark t-shirts before just for work, because they're, they're cheap and cheerful, they always they always don't last very long. They, they either shrink in the wash or they rip easily. And I refuse to get them because they're like £6. £6 for a t-shirt is nothing. I got some for £1.80. You're joking. From our Primark, honestly. just Off of work? No, not for work. Just, just for going out for dinner in? Just for, yeah, wearing... What, church on Sunday? Posh Blackburn wear, <laughs> £1.80. <laughs> Honestly, they're all right. I got three really? pairs, three they shirts. They didn't not, um, shrink in the wash. I usually no. find that with cheap t-shirts. They just fall apart. They haven't shrunk so far. I got three t-shirts, three pairs of boxes, five pairs, honestly, five pairs of socks. I wish and, the listeners could see what I'm looking at. And the right pair now. of jeans, which I have on now, £24.90. How cool is that, kids? You had change from a 25 quid note. Yes. Which you probably gave them and they took. Yes. Yeah, so if you want some cheap t-shirts, go to Primark, kids. Hmm. But RGP is yeah. involved in this, isn't it? Tell us more Yeah, he's involved in the promotional Primark events of the range all over the country. Just today, as I've written this, 12th of May, he had four cabs in the Manchester store, two Pac-Men, Space Invaders and a Donkey Kong with John Studley demonstrating the Pac-Man, and Ooh. four or five popular YouTubers, I did meet Kim and Dan later at night, went to Arcade Club. I think they also had Nostalgia Nerd, have you heard of him? He, no, he does interesting retrospectives on... Oh, cool. On tech as well as games. Oh, okay. And some other guy, uh, Dave, Dave Tube. Dave, Dave Tube. Dave Tuber. David Tube. He plays a tuber on YouTube. <laughs> well, what's the tuber sound? Tuber's more like... Yeah, I think you'll find. <laughs> so the other arcade news is basically revival. Yeah. Come to revival, kids. Come tomorrow, even though this is going out Tuesday. Yeah, time, time machines on yeah, us. Getting your if you don't come this year, come next year. It's been brilliant. Yeah, it's excellent. twice the size and just as busy as it was before. Yeah, I brought a cab this morning. No, not a, what would you get? I no, I didn't buy one. I brought one. Oh, I brought right. my little Isis, All right. dressed up as a Cuba, and everyone's been playing it. And I've had some really nice comments from people. So thanks for that, everyone. Yes, someone has been playing it, getting a very high score. Has it, has it got a high score save kit on it? It has. It does oh, save a high score. And Mister Far was on there and put half a million on it his first go. And he got bored. I know. It. My top score was twenty six thousand. I can get, I think I can get about 70-odd. That's a good, if I can get that, I'll be really happy. Yeah. I need to sort of get over a little, it's like with Frogger for me, there's a humping Frogger about 16,000 points where it gets really hard to get the left-hand corner frog in, mm. in the thing. And it, after that, apparently it gets it goes slower again, so you can play the game a lot more and probably get double your score. So you're saying there's a bit of a jump in difficulty. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. There is, and when you do that bit, I think it goes back a little bit easier again. Mm. And there's loads of snacks. And when you played it, were you a bit green? I was green. Yeah. 
but yeah, there's, there's the same thing in Cuba. I think when you sort of work out how to sort of get away from Coyle and keep him at bay, yeah. it gets quite easy. Charlie was giving me a few little points. He said he doesn't use patterns or anything. He just sort of plays the game. Yeah, he does. You know what he's like? He's a robot. Yeah. He's a robot. On Frogger, mm. it's going to get difficult, more difficult, but you can cross that road when you come to it. <laughs> Mate, where's that board gone? Don't keep it in the Arkanoid board. You knacker it. I don't care. It's broken anyway. It's, you not need very, it. it's not very big, kids. Anyway, it's only like it's hard enough to hit you with. Yeah. Anyway. Arcade pickups. I've got pickups. Oh, sorry, we have got pickups. I've got a few pickups. Uh, the Pi Zero main set from Rich Chunks in to replace the Phoenix PCB. Not quite have it going yet. It works, mm. but not in that caveat. I think I need to use the booster. He also sent me a little booster, Ultimark RGB booster. It boosts the signal to your monitor. Apparently. Right. I have to try that out. I need to talk to him about that. I've only seen him briefly today. We need to buy him a drink. Yes. Because Lewis Batcave, Lewis Waddington, sent mm. us 15 quid to buy us all a drink. Thank you, Lewis. I thought that was a joke. That he actually no, sent no, you some he's, money. he's gorgeous. Yeah, it's on my paper. Oh, wow. No, he's brilliant, yeah. He'll never know. We can spend it. On beer. Mm. For the three of us. That's yeah. what it's intended for, you fool. No, I mean, just us. No, no, we've got to buy a rich one. He deserves one. Oh, he does, yeah. Uh, Zevius bootleg PCB. It's a Zevios. It's not got a U in it. Who spelled who? It's a bootleg. Retronauts were saying Zevius. They were. I wonder yeah. if it's because they played the bootleg. Because the bootleg, instead of being Namco, which it's by, it's got Watson, 1980 Watson, whoever they are. <laughs> and it plays the same, but when you get to a certain part of the, the terrain where it goes into the water, there's a big grey block up the side, like the graphics aren't working, it plays fine, Right. but it, I, I'm really into Xevious, I've really got into it, it might be my next pick. We were talking, I was talking mm. to Garen about it, and he's getting into it as well. Xevious is a nice little mm. game, it's really simple, like 1942, quite mm. repetitive, but still really good. Yeah, I quite fancy that one, if you pick that one, that'd be good. So that or one other thing I'm thinking of. Right. You've Don't not written it. anything in the notes. I haven't so. made up my mind yet. Well, you've got the other one, I know people want to play. Mm. And I want to play. We'll all get to them all in, in you know, one day. We'll get to them all. So, yeah. And the other one is the Polo Star Monitor. Repaired. But the tube is broken. Mm. Though. So no banana there, son. Oh. But your cab, yeah. the OK Baby, is 90% fixed apart from that monitor. All Brilliant. I've made the panel. Got a joystick for it, all bolted down, all the buttons are in there. I think I've probably got to just wire the loom up. And if we do get to put a polo monitor in there, which doesn't need the step-down converter, the ISO converter, yeah. I can just put a normal switcher in there, which will be a lot better, I think, because the switcher in there is a bit dodgy. I think minus five volts doesn't work on it. Right. Listener feedback. So we've been having quite a bit of feedback actually. First one from Tim Keeling. Fantastic podcast as usual. How about doing listener pickups? How about that? Because you never have any. Yeah. Well, actually, if you've bought something you think's really cool, tell us about it. Yeah. Especially if it's a bit odd or a bit unusual or maybe some decorative things for your, your games room. Tell us. want to know. Yeah, Tim said, I asked this as I have just bought a Space Invaders t-shirt, Asteroids Deluxe t-shirt, Taytronics, Titronics t-shirt, rip-off of the Vectrex and Hyper Sentinel on the Nintendo Switch. Ooh. I saw Mr. Houston today. Yes, Hyper Sentinel is the game... Sort of almost like a spiritual follow up to Iridium, yeah. and it's come out on Switch. I talked to Roger about it, it's only nine quid. I'm gonna buy it, it's a nice little game, yeah. So, those t shirts are quite nice. That Titronics one is from a guy in America, I've seen them on Facebook. It's a nice red t shirt with the old Titronics logo on it, it's quite nice, yeah. Quite like it. If it was black, I'd have it. <laughs> Island Pirate, our crazy guy in Canada, dear Trick and Brawn, got new names, I like it. I'm not sure which of you chose this. 
S-H, oh no, I can't say that word. Nonsense game. At some point, I was playing it and the game goes into its vertical shooter mode, and I thought, Holly must have picked this, at least it's a vertical shooter. Then the game reverts to its lesser, awful side-scrolling mode, and I thought, maybe Victor thought at least there's other elements other than the vertical shooter. Either way, wow. <laughs> I found myself not caring that my sound wasn't hooked up while I was dodging chores trying to put a score in. So I'm back to choring. I think I had the cab switched off before my last guy hit the ground and after one more play. Shoot high and low, you say. What a waste of a button. I bet it was going to be a jump with the gameplay to get the crouch shot needed throughout the game's tunnels were probably crap pushing down and crouch shot was born. Seemed to me you could hit almost anything with either shot, yawn. Wife would not play, and I'm not submitting the score as a form of protest. <laughs> On a side note, I have a, con a, a great condition Aliens PCB and Marquee for sale with very little use. We've had polarising comments about Aliens. Most people have... Most people like it. Yeah, I know, but they don't know anything, do they? Well, they're listeners, they should do. Idiots. <laughs> I don't trust them. Anyway, moving on. Benson Rad has, has said, "Cool, shame this was not one week later." Oh, he's on about Miss Pac-Man. My Pac-Man cab arrives tomorrow, and I could have played along for real then. No, no, you misread that. His Pick-Man. Yeah. He's got a little cab called a Pick-Man cab, and it's a little cabaret. Oh, I just it was a typo. No, no, it's a little cabaret bootleg of Pac-Man. It looks really smart. It's a really nice little cabaret. cabaret. I like wow. it a lot. I've never heard of it. If I had that, I'd put Miss Pac-Man speed up in it. Love it. Mm. Neil, 20 to 5. Who's not here today, unfortunately? No, he's going to Glasgow. He's not at this one. Oh. Hi, guys. I've actually made some notes whilst listening this time around, but so strong was the episode I made loads, so let's quickly run through them and get on with the proper show. The New Day Tone again. I, too, have never got on with the handling. Sean seems a world away from the realism in Sega Rally or the arcade feel of Outrun. Victor's High Scores. A couple of great games in Rescue and Frogger. I, too, want to really try and improve on both of these. Recommendations. Retronauts, thanks to the great site. Although lacking in biscuit banter, but another one to fill my days with. Uh, the Terraplan developers format. I really like this too, but appreciate the effort involved. Cambridge Meet, which is coming in the future. Sounds like quite a good gig, as I cannot make Revival. I may try and get to this one. Yes, please. It's really good. You should go to that one. I'm going. The Mastermind Quiz, which is Mr. Holly's brainchild. I really like this new segment. Came over well. I've had two comments today saying people like that. Good. Yeah, two. Oh, two whole comments. Two comments. Uh, and lastly, in Sean's best games of given year, you mentioned Pole Position 2. I'll tweet you over an image of the cockpit cabinet from the Art of Atari book. I've actually got that book. Possibly the most beautiful cab ever created. Enjoy Revival, guys. It is. Have you seen it? I think we're on a, a joint tweet message, Twitter message. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous cab. Okay. It's, it's quite different to the original Pole Position cab. Oh, okay. Isn't that Normally you one? see Pole Position 2 in a Pole Position cab. I think they did kits a lot for those. But yeah. There is a few original cabs around. Yeah. Anyway, this is Sal. Thanks for suggesting a great little game that I've never played before. I really enjoyed this one. Love the graphics and the sound. This was very good. I found the voice samples to be a bit annoying. I'm pretty sure I won't make it to the top ten of the high scores. The game is just too new for this old man. And he's on about... A 1990 game, which is 28 years old. Oh no, but they're not old games, are they? Like, we are like... old, aren't we? Old as the hills. Yep. Shout out. Right, shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out for Steve Tyke. Yes. Reaching 999,999 on Centipede. This is awesome. His tweet, and it read, 
37 years in the making, six weeks after owning my own cab, mission accomplished. Well done, Steve. What you've got to do on that is when you get that high up, you've got to be careful... Not to roll it. Not to roll it. So mm. I think, are the mushrooms one point each? I think so, yeah. Or five, yeah, it must be one point because you can get nine at the end of the thing. So you must have been really careful just to shoot one more mushroom and just let himself get killed, get killed, get killed, get because you must have loads of lives by that point. Mm. And then just put your name in and no one can beat that score. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Imagine being able to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> Shout out to just about everyone who gave us biscuits today. All 14 odd packs we've got of the damn thing. Yes, some of them are like massive packs, aren't they? There's got to yeah. be. There's got to be 300 biscuits there. No, 500. A thousand. I'll, I'll a million I'll biscuits. see your million. And I'll raise you two. Infinity biscuits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I win. Then. Loads of biscuits. Thank you, everyone, for our gifts. We love them. Thank you very much. We are going to get much fatter eating them. Yeah, certainly that. And special thanks to everyone at Revival, really. We've been talking to them really nice people. We're nearly hoarse with talking. We haven't yeah. played so much, but being hoarse with talking. Everyone has come up and said hello. Thank you for saying hello. We really appreciate it. And Shout keep doing it. to everyone. Yes, thank you. Best games by year. Now, it's 1984 we're going to do, but I've got a few addendum to add to 1983 that you missed out. Did hear Pie Factory say we'd stolen their addendum? They around. are going to sue us before that. I think we're going to sue us. We might as well do it again then. Addendum and a rata. Addendum and a rata. So, 1983 addendum. Mr. Holly missed out some very important games and my pick for 1983. Because I missed this on the notes for some reason. I didn't put it in. So, Cave Long was a good game in 1983. That's your pick for 1983? No, 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 not my pick. This is um, a game that Roger Cantor and I was discussing at Alex's meet a few weeks ago, and we couldn't remember the name of it. It was going, it's a maze game. You've got a sword, right? And you, sh- you hit things, and you've got to get bits of a door. We couldn't remember what it was. We kept saying it was Tower of Dragger, which it's yeah. very similar to. And then he actually phoned his mate and said, what's that game? And he said, it's Cavelon. That is possibly the only decent century game ever made. I always called it Cavalon. And I had it on the C64, yeah. and it's a pretty decent version. I played it a lot, actually, oh, nice. on the C64. The C64 had some really good arcade mm. ports. Yeah. I remember some of them. Decent game, actually. It's it's a bit of a mediocre arcade game, but I thought it, it was just a good game. I really liked it, especially being a century game. Another one was Chack and Pop, you missed. It's not mm. a brilliant game. It's a really weird game, but it's important. It's the prequel to Bubble Bubble. I suppose the characters from Bubble Bubble in it. Mm. Weird game. Congo Bongo. You missed that poor man's 3D Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's not great though, is it? Ah, when you play it, it's quite good. I was going you can get into it. Important or popular. They're the two. Yeah, two that's just the easy for. thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's about right. You missed off Minefield. That's one of my new favourite games. Yeah, that's that's a that was obscure. obscure yeah, but it is really really good. Cubert's Cubes. That's bonkers. I'm not sure I like that at I've all. I've got yet. it on the Millstar board with my Cubert, and I've tried to play it. And it's a game I want to get into. It looks good, but it is mad. I'm not sure I like that. Rock and Rope. Yeah, good game. That was one of your picks. I thought, oh, it's going to be rubbish. I really got into it. I liked shining lights in dinosaurs' faces and making them fall off like, ropes Nothing and that. Nothing groundbreaking, but a nice game. Good fun. Mm. This one is, though. Really obscure, but amazing. Oh, no, Super Glob. Oh. Super Glob on Pac-Man hardware. I found this game by accident on a, whatever the 96-in-1 Pac-Man hardware Hack is and mm. super gloves. It's such a good little game. It's really bizarre. I've still never played it. Full of bugs, yeah, oh. features, oh. but it's really good. I really enjoy Super Glove. Uncle Pooh. 
hilarious name, as we all know already, mm. but it is actually a really, really good game. It it's a forgotten good, gem yeah. where you poop at your adversaries. Yeah. Why not? I always do. <laughs> let one off, someone annoys you. There you go. Have, have that. some of that. There's uh, another weird one. I've got to admit this is a bit... But Van Van Car came out in 83. It's that, that game strange. on the end of the 60 and 1 PCB. Yeah, with the balloons and stuff. It's it? like a maze game where you fire stuff and you've got a pop, but it's just a, a mad game. Video game physics is nothing, but it's really, really good. Enjoy it a lot. Uh, interesting games of 83. It was a game called Dommy. Mm-hmm. You put that in your mastermind questions for me. Yes. And also Discs of Tron. And Tron, the Discs of Tron game, I think, is better than Tron. Mm. And the cabinet is lovely because it's got all the, the purple yeah, lights and stuff as it well. It was important for the cabinet, I suppose, which mm. is the environmental one, which is amazing. Mm. Really, yeah, I'm not sure art. about the games that much, but they're really nice. Piece of art, that cab. Oh, and the bad ones. Yeah. Doctor <laughs> in Micro. Yeah. Uh, Professor <laughs> Pac-Man. Yeah. Hunched <laughs> back. <laughs> cut that bit anyway, out. enough of that. Mm. Let's groove on over to 1984. Because it's time to groove on. Hear the drum again. 1984. Do you want to stop doing that? Yep. Thank you. 1942. Juggernaut of the schmuck world. One of my favourite of the simpler shooters, don't you think? Yeah, well, you know what my favourite is of 1984. Absolutely. Already kids. Yeah, we covered that in podcast 37. We covered a lot of these in the God. podcasts. God. Uh, balloon Fight, which is at Revival Today in Alex's Red Tent Cabinet. Nice. This is a much better, in my opinion, a version of Joust. It's properly Nintendo right up, like only they can. <laughs> and this one. Banku! 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 Is that 1984? Yeah. Was it? I thought yeah. 85. No, 84. Mm. A favourite of the Tenpence podcast, covered in podcast 60. Bomb Jack, also at Revival in one of uh, Roger Cantor's little cabs. A fun bomb-grabbing game. A classic from Tekar. Mm-hmm. Circus Charles. Nice. Konami made a great multi-level game with this happy little clown. We covered this in Podcast 54. I hated it, and now I love it. The reverse. The reverse tempest after yeah. podcast. Uh, Hypersports, a successful, I reckon, follow-up to the popular track and field, just as revered as track and field. Yeah, you missed Flicky out there. Oh, that's at the end, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hey, Flicky, oh, that's a I have things to say about Flicky. Flicky. Karate Champ. Was yep. this the first one-on-one karate game? I've got this. I've got this in one of my cabinets. It's an excellent twin-stick fighter. Uh, also, talking about great fighters, Kung Fu Master. Wow, there were some good this, good games this year. Brilliant right? run and kick and punch pajamaed baddies in the chops. Oh, Ooh. and the enhanced version, Sean Fu Master, was much better. Yes, that's good one. That uh, Marble Madness came out in 1984. It's actually an ace two-player trackball game with some quality sound and graphics for 1984. Really good tunes. Great. Yeah. Great sound. Do you know you can finish the game in six minutes I know, if you're yeah. good at it? Yeah. But playing against someone is real fun because you can knock them off with your ball. Mm. You can you can clatter balls together, Sean. I use my balls to knock people off. Oof! <laughs> Ow! Ow! Deal on Tundra. At uh, Packland. Oh, <gasps> yeah. 
that's here today as well. Smarty Martin brought his Pac-Man cab with the pop-up buttons rather Buttons, than a joystick. Yeah. This is a very different take on Pac-Man games and make it into a platformer. Inspired by the TV cartoon series, not the arcade games. Mm-hmm. Right, Pirate Ship Higamaru. Yes. This is a much finer version of Pengo. You can't argue with it. It's like Pengo. The graphics are better, the sounds are better. I reckon the gameplay's better as well. I love it. I haven't played it a lot, you know. It was, this was done on the very first 10 pence arcade oh, podcast. Podcast you, number one. When you were wet behind the ears. We were. Just out of school. Uh, Star Force. What a fantastic game. A quality shmup favourited by both of us. And we covered that on podcast 26. And I'm trying to get a working Star Force PCB because I want to put it in a cabinet on its own. Do you know Star Force is very nearly as good as 1984 and 1942? Yeah. It is. I think it's very close actually. Oh, I don't know. And Xevious is also a quality simple shooter. It's in the mm. same genre as those games, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, another one for 1984, one of my favourites, Volgus, which I I think I prefer more than 42. Just that's a really good game. Got to be yeah. similar programming to 1942. Very similar game. You know, after playing Exodexes. I went back to yeah, Volgus, and because there's a slightly different style in play, and I was just getting destroyed on Volgus because I was trying to play it the same way. Yeah, and it is it, a bit it different. It takes you about half an hour to get back into the Volgus yeah. frame of mind. It does. So my pick out of all these gems is not actually my favourite game from 84, but it's got to be 1942. It's iconic looks and classic gameplay. It's, it was like, I'm sure it wasn't the first plane shooter game with mm. aeroplanes in it, but it, it certainly defined that genre. Me too. I love it. Yeah, it's got to be 1942, isn't it? Have you said your favourite of 83 yet? You haven't? I think... Ooh, what was my favourite of 83? I think it did last time, didn't I? No, he said t- TBA. Hmm. I'm I've not left, sure I've you left know. it blank on the website. I really like Uncle Pooh. <laughs> Uncle Pooh, best of 83. But Uncle Pooh was like... I've never heard of it. We found it. He, he, look, he's pooing. But it's a really clever, good, addictive, well-made game. Completely yeah. unheard of, forgotten gem. It's got to be Uncle Pooh. Excellent. I, I could, I could point, press the poo out of that one. You know. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, Honorable mentions for 1984. Jumping Jack. I love that. I've actually got a PCB. It took me ages to find that. One um, of the catchiest musics ever. It's really not politically correct on one of the levels, but we have to forgive them for that. Yeah, because covered on podcast twelve. Twelve. Oh, Load Runner, the original Load Runner in the arcade. It's an arcade game that came from the eight-bit computers, which was interesting. It got ported back to the arcade rather than starting in the arcade. Yeah, because that was on the old Apple II and and Atari eight-bit computers. Another one you introduced me into, Pandora's Palace. I like that. A mad but pleasant surprise. We covered it in podcast 65. Even my wife was playing that with us. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's Lovely little game. game. Jumping over skulls and stuff, which is a bit odd. Sculling toms. Arcade quiz time. Right, I need to go and get my mastermind quiz. Oh, You do the music, I'll go over here and get it. Your name. Sean in your face, Holly. Your special subject. Done. 1942 Capcom. I think the questions better be about 1942. They're not. Well, you can't do it then. You're going to be crinkling the paper. This is live, kids. You have two minutes to answer ten questions on 1942. Right, let me just get a timer set on me. On me phone. 
We're doing it live. It's on a phone. I've nearly just fell off the bed. I won't even ask you your name because I know who you are. Okay. You're a foolish man. You ready? Yes. Your time starts now. What was Key Games' first arcade release? Tank. Correct. Oh! How many points do you get for destroying the enemy base at the end of Scramble? Thousand. No. Five hundred. No. Two hundred. No. Five thousand. No. Ten thousand. Do you want to give up? Yeah. You're against the clock. Eight hundred points. What kind of a game is Apu? A-P-P-O-O-H. Puzzle game? Nope. You only had one guess, by the way. Oh, go on then. Wrestling. Wrestling? Yeah. made that up. No, it is. What is the second description of the fire button on Space Ace? It's fire and what? Jump? Nope. Sword? Nope. I said it wrong anyway. Sword? No, it's energize. Space Ace. Oh, these are too hard, what are the names of the two new ghosts in Pac-Mania? Either one will do. The green one and the grey one. Creepy. <laughs> no. I'll give you one more chance. Bogey. No. Funky and Spunky. Ah. Uh, How many space invaders in a full attack wave? Oh. Rows and columns, Sean. Rows and columns. 40, 45. 55. Oh, you bag. <laughs> what processor does Atari's Asteroids use? Z80? No. You had a choice there. 6502. Oh. What does the button on an original Burger Time have printed on it? Pepper. Spray. No, P. With some dots around it. Yeah, for Pepper. What was the first game developed for the home video game market that was ported to the arcade? Boulder Dash. No. You want a clue? First game ported to the arcade? Yeah, ported back to the arcade from a console. It was on the Vectrex. Rip off. No, five seconds. Cosmic Chasm. What are the two names for Gradius 2? Vulcan Venture. And? Gradius 2. No. I'll let you have that though, because it's go for no yaboo. <laughs> we just went over a few seconds over there. We'll let so you I have got that. none? Did I get none out of ten? You got two. That's too hard, that one, Vic. What do you mean too hard? You mean you're rubbish. Some of them are easy. Apu? Yeah, Apu. Well, I have actually heard of Apu before. But you're a poo. <laughs> So, do you still like your mastermind now, then? No, I've gone off it. Can we go back to the fire quiz? <laughs> Music quiz. Featured game review. Here is our featured game review. We should whiz through this because it's a rubbish game. <laughs> this is... Take it away, Sean. Alan's or Aliens from Konami 1990, a one or simultaneous two-player scrolling run-and-gun based game based on the 1986 film of the same name, controlled with an eight-way stick and two buttons. Or you can climb into a big mech suit thingy, shout profanities and move stuff with big pincers. Mm, like it. It's... I didn't know, yeah. I never think this actually when we play games, that it's a two-player simultaneous, because I was obviously playing on my own, and so yeah. do you. Yeah. I don't really think of it as two players together. Maybe if it was, if you did play two players, it might be a bit more fun, because you're helping each yeah. other out and stuff. A lot of them can be, can't they? Yeah. Incidentally... Incidentally, Victor, yes. this is the first, the third in the Alan series of games we have covered. We've covered Cosmic Alan. We have Alan Syndrome. Alan Syndrome. I got Alan Syndrome shortly after that. <laughs> and Alan's right. Game info: Run places, shoot things, rescue a kid called Newt. Newt isn't a kid; it's an amphibian. Yes, you only have two lives, but you can have a health bar, so you can take three or four hits before you die. Very helpful. Two lives. That's weird, though, isn't it? Two lives? Yeah. But you, you get like... Well, so, so you play with the first character, you die, mm. you have another character, you die game over. It's not yeah. the first one and then another two. No, that's oh. it. 
That's rubbish. But there are two one-ups throughout the game. But you can set the dip switch for three lives, but that's not standard. No, it's not. That is really odd, isn't it? It's a bit strange, yeah. yeah. But three lives might have made it too easy. Mm, I watched a video of this, and I didn't play it very much. But the first sort of two levels are very, very short and very quick. Mm. And they're easy to do without losing any health. But then the game just does really, really long levels in it, yeah. which is a bit harder. Okay. Right, how to play? Level one. I've got a new reader's bit. Well, you, you just put on there, see above. Yeah. But I put level one. I've done a few, a bit of a synopsis of a few of the levels I watched on YouTube because I played a few levels and didn't really care for it. Level one, a left to right scrolly, scrolly shoot weird coloured allens with various over-the-top weapons so you get a vertical screen with a bunch of weenie allens and then a weird phallic-shaped bitey thing. <laughs> Blast it in the face forever while avoiding its lunge attacks. Sean, don't get lunged by a phallus. <laughs> Bla- when Alan Phallus changes colour and his long, slender neck <laughs> falls off... It's about uh, two foot tall, um, long, slender neck. He throws large flowers at you. Yeah. Avoid and keep smacking him with rockets, flames, conkers or cans of beans, whatever you fancy. Yeah. Very short level, very poor. I like this bit because it's a bit like a vertical shooter. Great introduction to the game. You're introduced to the aliens, you know what's going on. But the, my biggest problem with this game, yeah. right, it's not even video game physics. Everyone knows the Aliens film mm. and the franchise, right? It's usually Sigourney Weaver and the big black alien thing with a petrol tank head. Yes. In this game, the aliens are pink, green, yellow, tartan, maybe. That's pretty much in my head. And it's just weird how the aliens don't look anything like the film. But at the start of this game, it's quite well done with the, the technology of the time. And... It's weird how they couldn't make the in-game aliens look anything like the real aliens. That would be a lot better, I think. Mm. Especially it's supposed to be like a you know a modern game at the time. Level two. I'll tell you why though. Go on then. Because the backgrounds are very detailed and there's lots of colour. So they've made these aliens sort of bright and stand out. I almost, was thinking that so you can see them a bit easy, but could, almost could monochrome, have, aren't they? They like, are. They look like almost like Call of 64 stroke Atari 8 bit. Graphics because they used to use but good, well similar, animated, good animation. They're a bit mm, not <laughs> too well animated actually. There was a lot of better games back then that did animation better. But I don't like games where they're the same tones of colour. So you get a green alien, it'll be like dark green and light green. It could be a bit of black in it, a bit of white in it, different coloured head maybe. I don't know. Put some shoes on it. I don't know. But yeah, but it clash with the. It background. would wear spats, wouldn't it? An the alien backgrounds wear spats. are very good. Yeah, but if you took all the rest of the aliens and the, the animation out, I'd just look at it. It'd be very nice. <laughs> Better than aliens. So level two, right, a motor, right, comes and picks you up, right, and you offer a drive to a safari park or whatever, right? Shoot on oncoming psychotropic colored aliens, right, who give a funky gibbon walk towards you. They do this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bit of this, you muppets. <laughs> they are hilariously bad animations. This level is obviously nicked from the bonus ninja star level on Shinobi, yeah, which you yeah. said as well. I did. When you get to your destination, quickly, it's not a very long level again, the annoying child gets swooped away by a flying hate beak Alan. <coughs> that kid is creepy looking. I don't like it. There are lots of different aliens, but they had to introduce more baddies because in the alien film, you've got... Yeah, you've only got the one and the, the creepy things, haven't you? You've the face huggers, chest bursts. I understand that bit, yeah. yeah. So there's lots of different Alans and some of them are a bit mental. But they're all made by students on LSD. Well, yeah. Level anyway, three. Don't let the Allens reach your car, by the way, or they they can touch you and cause a loss of health. 
Oh, I see. They jump on your car. And Have you ever been touched by Alan and lost health? Yeah. <laughs> it was a pink Alan. <laughs> so level three. This is a left to right along some kind of weird ducting, killing more odd colour aliens, yawn. You're a radar for some reason, even though you can clearly see the aliens coming towards you. The radar is used more effectively in the next ducting sequence. Well, I'm thinking they had to shoehorn this into the game because the film has a very a very prominent sequence in it with the gun radars, with the noise detecting the alien movements. Yeah, good move, Konami, again. It's poor. You don't need it. You can see the aliens coming from miles away. You don't need it. You do later on. I don't think you do. I watched the video and the guy was not worried about it at all. You need to see where they are on the radar and they drop right in front of you. That's another thing, right? Some aliens lob bombs at you as well. There wasn't any bomb-thrown aliens in the film. No. That's nonsense. They're like the guys with the legs, like alien, half-alien marines or whatever they were, and they shoot at you through the game, they throw bombs. That reminded me more of Splatterhouse than anything else. Yeah. Someone said, one of our listeners said the graphics have been nicked from Splatterhouse. I thought, that, I, I reckon either the graphic artists or the programmers must have had something to do with Splatterhouse from Namco. And involved in this game. Could have done. Similar. So, that, all that lot is properly illogical, Captain. You can grab weapon power-ups and Nando's chicken dinners on your way. You get to an elevator and travel down, stopping off every bloody level to wipe out Allens from left and right, which are really easy to do. It doesn't seem very difficult at all. I didn't even get that. I didn't play the game that much. But oh, you it, it looks simple. More variation, cleverly using a scene from the film. Don't let the Allens cut your, left, your lift strings... What, what, they're not strings, but you know what I mean? Or they're your, threads. Or your lift goes plummeting down the levels. Have oh, I didn't, I didn't see that because I didn't play that part. But I didn't see the guy who was playing it, the person you, who was playing it, was quite well see, in it. If they sort of dance along the top of your lift roof, you get wonky cogs. But it's easy killing them, though, because it's such a short area you're playing in, small mm. area in the middle, it's easy to shoot them. Yeah, it didn't got, seem very challenging at all. You've got to have the right weapon, like the flamethrower is the best weapon. And if, if you've got we'll your flamethrower later on, though. standard weapon, you are struggling all the way through. After you've done all this, have a bit of a kip, probably. Get to the bottom, and you're out in more open areas. It's the same level. It's quite a long level, which you move up and down in. So think of Double Dragon, the way you can move in Double Dragon. Yeah, like 3D planes. Yeah. Like normal so, planes. Sort of like a skewed ISO perspective. Mm. That's what it's called. Continue along shooting stuff and encounter ball-shaped aliens coming out of holes in the wall. These are actually the right colour at last. Uh, only took three levels, by the way. A mid-boss alien actually looks like the proper alien from the film, which I quite like. Mm. Uh, but it rolls around in a bloody hamster ball shape and then it unravels itself and throws big snowballs at you. What? Just a minute, we've got someone housekeeping at the door. Let's see who it is, shall we? Can't be housekeeping. Come in, housekeeping. <laughs> We're recording, so come on in. Hi right, Alex. We have Alex. We have Alex, Nintendo Arcade, who's come to sit in on the podcast. Unannounced. Oh, oh that's, I didn't even know. How are you doing, guys? Have you been We're drinking, good. Alex? No, I've just woken up for a long sleep. Oh, a long sleep. A long slumber. We're just discussing Aliens. Did you play Aliens, the game? No, I haven't played many games today. No. Oh, no, this is from the podcast. Oh, right, no. I You've been a bit busy no. all week, so I haven't had a chance have, to play yeah. it. It's not very good. It, it is good. good. It's not good. No? It's, it's a 1990. Run and gun game. It's good. What, the only Aliens game I know is Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, so that's the one I used to play. I think that's the kind of sequel to this, isn't it? It's a bit later than this. Oh, is it? Oh, the CPS 2 one, is it? Yeah. You're thinking of. Yeah. It might yeah. be. Don't know. Don't, Don't know. Oh, so you're, you're, you're talking about this is for the, this, this this week's game, right? Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. interrupted. Yeah, that's when we got you in. <laughs> we knew you would. 
So, well, we just discussed the levels, actually, and it's a long level, that one, isn't it? It is. Rubbish. The four collapses, you fall down like a big Jesse to a lower water-type level. Some horrible spiders attack you here. And you get infected by some humans with guns, which are not in the film, but as we're saying, it's taking a bit of liberties. Because yeah. you only get three aliens, don't you? Really you really like the film, don't you? Alien? Yeah. And yeah, aliens. it's one of the best sci-fi Mo- films. Most people like yeah. Alien and Aliens. I don't yeah. even think Alien 3 is good. I think all of them are, to yeah. be honest. I'm not sure about yeah. the new, new yeah. ones. But Alien 1, 2 and 3, I think, were really, really good films. Yeah. And I like games that are themed on a film yeah. to have a lot of the film. And this just takes liberties. With yeah. pink and green aliens. And oh, right. Weird hybrid alien men shooting bombs at him. So there wasn't so, any of that. So it doesn't stay true to the films. Not really, but the film is quite slow moving and mm. atmospheric and mm. quite creepy in places. So they can't really do that in an, an action arcade game. No. Yeah, if, and just so three, three different types of enemies, you get bored. So they put in all weird, like, jumping aliens and right. aliens that look like a big... Alien hamsters. A chestnut. Alien... A walnut looks like an alien walnut, doesn't it? Alien tables. Right. Yeah, it's all sorts of thrown There's out. David Icke in it. He's a bit of an alien, isn't he? He might be. Lizard. <laughs> Lizard, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he, then, what are they called? Princess Harry and Mrs. Marple have just got married. Mrs. Marbles. Mrs. Marple, yeah. Isn't she that one lady? She's married like a fictitious 80s character. I'm not seeing the telly, but... You might be they, they could be lizards. They could, they could be. be. Could could be David Icke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, God, we're still going through the levels here. But one good thing you can do in the game, you can jump into the big yellow mech thingy. Yes. And you can use, I can use my sample here. Get away from her, you bitch! Now, after farting about in a mech suit, you can take damage while you're in it, which is weird. You pass a load of peeps strung up in alien goo and monsters jump out of their chests. No blood mind. Rubbish. Keep moving <laughs> along until you get to a completely black area. Not dark. Completely black. It's atmosphere. What, black screen? Yeah, it's no. very atmospheric as a black screen. Alex, is I'm atmospheric sure. having a black screen on screen? Or is mm. it just a black You've got screen? You've music with it. Yeah, I just have a black screen. Excellent sinister got music. Doctor Who, BBC synthesised music to make it really it was. scary. Doctor Who was in the corner of his screen. Alex, <laughs> I didn't ask you to come in here to help Holly out. You're <laughs> going against it with me. Any road, so you get to the black area, right? Lights come on and there's a load of pink aliens disco dancing together. Uh, blast them to reveal a wriggly ball-armed alien. I'm not joking. With a bum hole for a face. Yeah. How very strange. Yes. Uh, which spits out alien egg sacs and other alien stuff. Shoot the head that periodically pops up from the bum neck. This is another vertical shooter bit. This is the game that just keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. Alien bum necks. Yeah. My favourite. Level four, I think I've lost count on the levels now. Another stupid road level with the wiggly aliens, which I did an impression of for people earlier. Do you yeah. see my impression? Well, yeah, That's how they run. They run. We'll show you your picture in a minute, Alex, so you can decide. It's hilarious. So when you do this, there's pointless boxes in the in the road which come towards you and you take hits. Boxes? boxes? Yeah. Can they not just have some different aliens, for goodness sake? These boxes are the contain the lonely screams of dead colonists from... Planet LV426. I even remember the name of the planet. Mm, well, I love that film, Aliens. You've been on Wikipedia, you? Did you? Did you get the limited edition version? There was oh. loads with different oh, endings. Yeah, there was another like 30 there, minutes film. in it. Yeah. With the sentry guns and that. Fantastic film. It's yeah. very good. Mm. I saw Aliens at the BFI less than a year ago. They actually screened it. And I was sat next to this guy next to me. I don't know who he was. And... 
when Mark Kermode was introducing it, he says, has anyone not seen Aliens? And the guy put his hand mm. up and I went, where have you been, mate? Yeah. Said, yeah, I know. And there was a bit in it, you know, when the, the face hugger pops out of John Hurt. Yeah. And this guy nearly left his seat. You're in, yeah. in the air. Alien and Aliens are two so that's completely alien, different sorry, films. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Alien is more of a horror film, right? In my mind, all yeah. sorts of horror films. Alien is more of an action type film, yeah. but I both good it. in their own right. Yeah. yeah, you know, Alien Three, like you said, was good. It's in the prison, yeah. right? And Four yes. was when Ripley was genetically modified. Yeah, I thought that was good yeah. actually. Mm. It doesn't really follow along the same no. idea of the film, but I think at the end of Aliens, does the escape pod come out and the alien eggs on there or in her, something like that? And it? it does follow on. Yeah. I can't remember now. It's been a long yeah. time. I used to watch the films again. I do like yeah. it. Did they do another one? Five. They have done, I think. Well, you've got Prometheus. Prometheus, which oh, is weird. Nonsense. Prometheus was okay. It's the one after that, which I didn't like. I didn't it got all convoluted it. with, you know, the, the creators and stuff. Mm. Um, There's more housekeeping. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to see housekeeping is. How can there be housekeeping at six o'clock at night? Uh, so... Basically, when you do get to the end of the box level with the cars, you get to rescue the annoying child and find out it's got no mouth or nose, just eyes, Sean. <laughs> it's really graphics. weird. It's, it's horrible. Graphics. It doesn't look like new TV. It's different. It's aircraft. creepy. I thought the game just repeated off this with more baddies and more difficult, but it doesn't. It goes on forever. Yeah, there's different bits to it. Yeah, it goes on the same way, but... Similar kind of levels, but different graphics and different mm. aliens. But it's quite a long game. It's mm. quite a big game to it. Uh, and then you get to the actual main female alien, the queen. Yeah. Hello. Not that queen. <laughs> not our queen. No, no. 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 Not, not as scary as our no. queen. Which is the right colour and nicely animated. The actual main queen alien is really good. And you have to actually do the end of the film in the game. Yeah. So Ripley... What Ripley does, in the, you're not Ripley, which is also weird. There must have been a license thing where you couldn't play Ripley. You play mm. this blonde-haired woman. She's quite fit mm. on the flyer. Have you seen her? Yes. Mm. Very nice. She's very 80s, isn't she? Mm. Looks nineteen ninety. Mm. Konami had a thing with ripped vests on women. Yeah. On mm. their posters. I used to rip my vests in the 80s. Did you? Did yeah. you have like a boob yeah. tube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made the most horrible <laughs> face when he said that. I could have a boob tube now. So you, what you do is you basically chuck the big bugger in the space, shooty out into space hole thingy. Is yes. That, is that an airlock? This is a second face-off against the Queen, you know. There is one before it. The first time you have to shoot all the egg sacs off her abdomen. Ooh, shoot, shoot in sacs, whilst avoiding the acid and the usual aliens. So there's a bit before that, which you haven't seen because you haven't played it much. Yeah, acid alans. I'll beat that bit, you know. Then, and only then, do you get the exciting message you've been battling for eight days to hear. <laughs> Mission completed. The aliens' breeding ground has been destroyed and the last of their flung into timeless space. <laughs> you have also survived. Congratulations. The entire staff's names scroll up the screen so you can ridicule their rubbish games. Ah, look at that idiot. Then you can continue your game with a slightly harder difficulty. Hurrah. Oh, great. For another eight days. Yeah, tips and secrets. They mostly come at night. Mostly. From the film, mate. The flamethrower. It's all you need. Yeah. yeah. You get that. You can get the whole. Basically, do the whole game with the flamethrower. You can use the missiles on the walnut guy who spits out the balls of cack. You are talking nonsense now. Spitty out brain ball enemy I've put on here. Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Graphics and sound. There is some. 
Please explain the psychedelic aliens. No, really, I want to know what the heck strength of PCP Konami were on in the 90s. Uh, like we said, I think the backgrounds are so colourful that Konami went with a bright monochrome enemy structure to keep them more visible. Very clever by Konami. Apart from the black and the grey aliens, which actually look like the film Aliens. Yeah, but then the background was lighter. Very clever, you see. They could have used the lighter. Because the backgrounds are detailed and well done and lots of bits in from the film. In your background? Yes. What? Cabinet art. Um, was there a cabinet? I think it was just a kit. One. I think it was I just a know. kit. Yeah. You've put here, cab is made from a very hard <laughs> cheese. Durable and tasty. A win -win. Well, yeah. Would be. However, this was not a good move on the manufacturers for future collectors. Mm. Because mice and rats decimated the entire aliens' cabs in the mid-90s. Oh, they're yeah. all gone. Fact, they're all gone. They're been eaten, mice at them. Not even any crumbs? No. Mm. Monitor crumbs. That's not even made into biscuits? Look at them biscuits. <laughs> Look at the biscuits. biscuits We've eaten oh, three packs. Of the bloody three things. packs and got all that lot. Waitrose and all. Like yeah. Anyway, trivia. This is real trivia. Alan Allenson was once mistaken for an actual alien and was burnt at the stake as a witch. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> Port sequels and legacy. Alien was ported to the DeLonghi Augusta coffee maker in the spring of 1991. It was originally a hit with the general public, but it began to spit, spit out acid instead of dispensed coffee, and some people didn't like that. A cup was ruined. Mm -hmm. Scoring. There have most probably been many scores with numbers and such. And such. Right, scores from the bottom to the top. From the bottom to the top. This is the... Day after the night before, by the way. Mm. We've been out. We've been out. I'm just, drinking coffee now. I had to see a man about a beer. Of many beers. So we're resuming this podcast slightly... No, I'm fine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel lovely. Me, no. I am also. Oh, okay. I'm a right. nice breakfast and coffee. I feel great now. Okay, then. So on, on the scores of Alan's... At, in... Uh, at, what? Sorry. <laughs> Would you like to speak English for the listeners? <laughs> yes, we've had 45 players. Oh, really? Which is really good on this excellent game. Why? Why? Right, so we've got Mr. Exploding Pinball Man at 25,300. Really like this game for the very limited time I played it. I shall now play some more to and avenge Newt. The avenged Newt. Good hit, Newt. Could that could be my wrestling name? The Avenged Newt. <laughs> yeah, was... This is me. I, I didn't even really put a score in 33,100. Don't care. Don't care. No, you do. Don't give two poops. <laughs> you, you gutted. Steve Tyke, 38,300. So you didn't care either. Last night's effort, too new for my liking. One point, please. Too new? Yeah. 1990s, too new. It is really, unless it's a puzzle game. Later games, we're not really interested in them, are we? Come like on. No. This is one of Ed's mates, Ed Horse, uh, John, 40,700. Rob Carpenter, 44,8. A close encounter of the third kind from oh, me nice. on this. Not had much opportunity to progress on this one. I imagine it would be good fun in co op mode. No. Not the local convenience score biscuit peddler co-op. There's a UK shop called Co-op. Everyone. Mm. Brian Haribo, king of the sweeties, mm. fifty-two thousand nine hundred. He is very sweet. Easily uh, reminds me a lot of the movie Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps. What does that mean? It means not like the aliens film, like I keep saying. Uh, one of Ed's people, Andy K, fifty-five thousand seven hundred. Uh, Carl Parry, 58,000 dead. All good purple fun. I like it. Mark Happy Dude, 62,300. What a shame I've had no time to give this game a really good go. It will stay in my faves for a long, long time, though. I'll probably never play it, but it will stay there. <laughs> oh, God. Damien IW, 62,800. A busy week, so only a couple of goes. Hmm, can see it growing on me. Flamethrower is ridiculously overpowered, yeah. which we've mentioned. OP. You call it OP. The kids call it OP. Overpowered, yeah. 
Fair enough. Damn the kids. Mark Brooks, 63,600. Long-time listener, but first time posting a score. Enjoyed this one, even if Sigourney does not look like the way I remember it in the film. It's a licensing thing, isn't it? Blonde hair. Yeah, it's not her. Mm. Uh, Carrie, is this my mother-in-law? No, no, sorry. Michael Vortman first. Mm. 63,700. Busy week again, not much playtime. Would not have played at all without the 10p score, so thank you. I missed out Mark Brooks, who got 63,600. Yeah, you've said that one. I've said that one. Maybe we're not two together this morning. (laughs) I'm I'm finding difficulty to read. We've got someone called Carrie, which is also my mother-in-law's name. She played. She might have done. 65,000. Only 65k, but it was a good time. Enjoy revival, y'all. Peace from the wintry chill of Australia. It's winter there, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah, isn't it? Tagster, also in Australia, 65.3. It's not a bad movie tie-in, quite varied, but still repetitive. I like Tagster, but he's very wrong a lot of the time, especially in this case. Wrong, Ben of Crystal Steel. No, he's changed materials now. He's Ben of Crystal. Is he? 65,900. Fun two-player. I haven't got the patience to keep playing through the first levels to get a decent score. This game was sponsored by the colour purple. <laughs> Paul McCaskey, 66.9. I used to play it a lot as a kid and I loved the films. It's still good fun. I'm enjoying it. You see? Lewis Batcave, 68,000. Thank you for those drinks you sent us, Lewis. We yep. enjoyed them. Uh, killed by an alien that turned into a bollock. <laughs> loved this game as a kid. It was a busy machine at Six Arches Caravan Site. Yeah. Good old Six Arches. Is, Not- that, is that like a poor man's Six Flags? No, it, it was. there was five arches and then they made another arch. Mark Bell, 71,000. Just a couple of games from me. I never thought much of this game back in the day and I can't. I, I still don't think much of it now. A rare, boring effort from Konami considering the other efforts of the time. I agree. I think it's just a toll. Woody, 87,900. Thank you, Mr. Holly, for picking this one for the young'uns. He's 42. 42 in brackets. Yeah, yeah, you see. It's, it's variety in our show. Chris Moon, Chris the bootleg, 101,700. Forgot about the early cutoff. Need to spend more time on this. Oh, I don't see them. John Keane, get to the job. That's his podcast. 110,600. Cheers, John. Tactical Giles, 110.9. Not a classic by any means, but enjoyable nonetheless. Not as crushingly difficult as some of the recent games either. I used to play this in Southport in the early 90s. It was next to Splatterhouse Cab, which looks like it uses some of the same sprites. We were talking about that last night, weren't we? We were. Maybe some of the graphical artists or programmers worked on it, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Another one of Ed Horse's guys, Steve, 113,100. Mark, inserted many coins, 118.6. Progress is being made. Michael Liss, 121,900. Final submission for this one. Give the arm a break. We'll go back to over, to overtime, though. One of Ed's people, Anna, 132,600. Third attempt. Did well for just third attempt. That's not bad. Paul Higgins, 133,800. I forgot how much I like this classic. Well done, Paul. No. He gives us biscuits as well, Paul. Oh, okay. Mm. One of Ed's people, Luke, 134,000. Retro Squinty. Oh, a new player. Good name. Mm. 134,600. Been listening to the podcast for some time now and finally decided to join in. I really like the great game, great fun, and keep up the good work, guys. Nice. Salbog, 141.9. Thanks for suggesting a great little game that I've never played before, you see. The public love it. He likes kangaroo. <laughs> but you do. I do. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Love the graphics and the sound was very good too, although I found the voice samples a bit to be a bit annoying. Yep. Stacy King, 142,300. This game is bring back memories and my skills are slowly returning. Current score is 142,300, but I got killed by this ball bag. The picture of the big bollock. 
Oh, yes. Bullet. They do look a little bit like testicles. Yeah. Mm. Matthew Bridge, 142.8, at Sean Holly. Good pick. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah, I don't agree. Swiss Tony, 159,300. One of my favourite arcade games. Good excuse to dig out the PCB and have a play. Oh, Nick Silversmurf, 161.7. Enough, enough, I say. No more. Some good effects, for instance. The glass breaking when the aliens burst through. Not bad, methinks. Neil, 20 to 5. Ah, Neil. Young Neil. 162,700. No time to play this week. An early cut-off has scuppered my chance of rescuing Newt and blasting that pesky queen into space. Ooh. Ed Horse, 174,100. We're having like a game off me and head. And oh, OK. And I did finally beat him in the end. Ha! But he was beating me for a bit. Sol, 174,600. When this was released, I spent a bag of ten pences on a visit to Scarborough just to get through it and see this end. That into dares and what he would probably buy a terrace house. <laughs> had a good chat with Sol and his brother last night. And my voice is spot on. It is. It's yeah. exactly like he it. He says it's spot on. I know. <laughs> Matthew Pont, 186,000. I actually loved this arcade cab as a kid. And it was in my local leisure centre and the only one of the only places in town. Zipper, 186,000. Zipper's back. He's back. He's back mm. with his zips. Mm. Some weird enemies in this. Still loving it and hope to get another go in before the deadline. Ooh. Well, we're getting some good scores now. This is 200,000 pluses. New player again, Buller. B-U-L-L-A. Buller. 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 He's got 201.8. Dead pink snakes. I love hate this. Game. Oh, stop. Mm. Watch out for snakes. Mm. Okay. I've binged all 107 episodes now. And so it's about time I started playing along. Absolutely. Wow. Ian Cullen. 268,700. So wanted the 1cc, but failed. 268,7. Great game. Mm. This is about the 1cc scores now? Close. 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 Yeah, you get 200,000 for finishing it. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, for knocking the Queen off, off throwing her into space. Getting that. Charlie Farr, 271,9. Snailians, his puns. Oh, I love his puns. <laughs> love his puns. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I know this is your pick, but it's utter guff. He, he does think it's okay. It's not his cup of tea. He is correct in thinking it's guff. Yes. And in one, two, three, four, fifth place, me, 272,200. <laughs> you guys are brilliant. Keep up the great podcast love from Sean. Oh, fair enough. That's me. He's an idiot. Mm. Ed, uh, which sorry, Phil, which is one of Ed Horse's men, uh, 279,600. Finally able to get past that electric bugger. Buggers. Mr. Flump's another new player. It's because we... Mm, 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 mm. That's his thing, June. Mr. Flump's. Because mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I picked a different game. We've got different listeners. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, good. Uh, 280,200. Aliens Arcade has always been a favourite of mine. Very much enjoyed the podcast. Keep up the good work. Nice. Stuart Time Warp. Yeah. I knew he'd be up here because he, he's got this. It was his favourite game back in the day. Yeah. 283,200. A bit annoyed as I can do better. Kept making silly mistakes under pressure. He did one CC it, but with three lives. Oh wow! Okay, he, he didn't check the dips. Oh, and in first place, Mark oh what a surprise! SX Mosquito. He's played four games on out of the eight or nine that we've done, and he's won every one. He's just a fantastic player. Five hundred and eighty thousand seven hundred. One CC died on the second loop. I was under the impression that the loop was the same difficulty. It isn't. Don't think I'll try to clear the second loop. Happy with just the first. He is a bit of a contender for our Charlie Farmer, isn't he? He is. Certain types of games he's excellent at. He really is. Mm. So nice one. Thank you, Mark, for completing the game for us. Right, so we're on to the very last bit now. 
Summary and improvement. Oh, you have wrote a lot on this. I have. I'm just going to say no to everything you say. Go on. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. My first words as a child were no. I can't believe it. My mum told me. I can't believe Do you want some of these? No. You know what mine was? What? Biscuits. Probably. Yeah. Right, I have put, I enjoyed this a lot. I thought they made good use of the licence and shoehorned in all the major tropes and scenes from the film. The last, the two-shot mechanic is a bit weird, high and low shot. Mm. Sometimes you can only shoot the small or ground slithering aliens with the lower shot, but other times you can't. Can't. But that is fine, it adds variety. I don't like the fact that when you start a new level, you are given your default weapon again, even if you don't die. You that notice? is annoying on it's any weird. game. You should weird. be allowed something so you're not back to the pea shooter. Mm, it's not that bad, the, the, the standard, I think it's called a pulse rifle in the film, something like that. Anyway, pew, pew, pew. don't know any of the games that do this. And what's going on with the bombs? You, you've, the bombs are assigned to button two, which is the lower shot. So oh. if, if you're going to shoot one of them face huggers, you just automatically use your bombs. Why can't you just put another button on it? It's very Jammer's weird. three buttons standard. Why can't you leave another button, for God's sake? Yeah. You, Awful. So you seem to waste your bombs a lot of the time. I don't even bother collecting them half the time. I didn't even know you had them. <laughs> I like that they added extra alien species to the game and understand their garish colours as they had to stand out from the detailed backgrounds, which are really good on the whole. Guff. Scoring is a bit static. You can tell where people got by the score. Yes, you yeah. Can do with some, not point pressing, but... People who couldn't be asked got less than 50,000. Mm. People who tried to do it got to near 200,000. Anyone yeah. over that possibly did it. And if you 280, 290, you get close to a 1cc and then yeah, you yeah. get your 200,000 for throwing the alien away. That's why Mr. X Mosquito got nearly 600,000. Mm. Yeah. Off put, overall a good run and gun with a nice feel and some good effective weapons. I think this game appeals more to the gamer of a certain age, maybe 10 years younger than us or so. They, they were discovering arcades for the first time around the late 80s where we were like, right, used to them by then. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I, I thought, I think that when it got to about 1990, you were getting some really good games, stuff like Metal Slugs and the Neo Geo games, which were really pushing the 16-bit stuff, really nice graphical art. I got, I think this game and some other Konami games then were going downhill. Mm. Some of the backgrounds look nice in this, but I don't like the animation of the aliens and the colours of them. They could have made them a lot nicer and made them look more like... I know they had to make some more aliens because there's only like one main alien in the film. They could have made some similar... Mm. Same colours, same kind of style, Geiger-esque. Yeah. Kind of, and, and the backgrounds aren't Geiger-esque either, which would have been nice. But it would have been a darker game, maybe not to appeal to the kids so much. Mm. I don't know. But I think in 1990, games were sort of going downhill for me. They're not my favourites. There's some exceptions, but they were going downhill for me. I, I think this game's just lazy. I think Some of the animations oh, no. are really silly. I think they put a lot of effort into it, I do. I don't. I think mm. some of the levels are just lazy, like the car levels. I know It's nice to be different. Mm. Do you know what this? I've just thought of it. This sort of reminds me of the first decent Batman game on the Amiga. When my friend had an Amiga when I was a kid, mm. he got Batman, and it blew our minds because you had like the level where you're walking along, punching people, and using batarang, and then you got into the car and you could swing around the corners. I had that. I had that. It was yeah. impressive at the time, which was probably around this time. But you look back on it now, it just looks like oh, they're trying to impress you with a different kind of level and different mm. graphics, and it, it doesn't really play very well. It might look good for the time, yeah. When you look back on it, it's not dated very well at all. I, I just think it was a lazy game. I couldn't really be bothered with it. The first two levels you whiz through very quickly, and then you got the great big long level. And if you're trying to replay it again to get points and get better, you've got to do the same silly levels over and over again, and that's when it gets boring without using the the save states and so which we don't really use for our score. Did you ever play Alien Trilogy? 
I played it on the PS1, and it was, I think it was called Alien Trilogy, and it was like a Doom clone, but it was set in the Aliens universe. I, yeah, I think and I did. I played cool. Aliens vs. Predator on the PC, and I loved that. This was a 3D yeah, yeah. corridor thing. No, this wasn't a corridor. It was on a spaceship. You could play either Predator, Alien, or the Marines. Ooh. And you had the op- if you were playing the Marine, you had the other Alien and stuff, and baddies trying to get you in the opposite way around if you were the other characters. But you could do that, and it did make you jump that game. It was really atmospheric. It was yeah, really dark. One. And you like a face up would just like jump on the screen and make you jump. It's yeah. really good. Spooky, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Anyway, this is the listener feedback that we haven't already mentioned, right? Okay. That there's love and hate for this game, I think. Yeah. It depends on how old you are, I think. Anyway, yeah. Neil twenty to five, this game screams nineties, and whilst my heart lies in eighty games, eighties games, this one has a particular fondness for me, as this cab was in a hotel where I worked back in the day. I'm a massive alien film fan, so this and Robocop just float my boat. Float me boat. Float his boat. Not the best, not the worst, but it reeks of its time and I love it. There is a good example of a game. I'm not particularly fond of Robocop, but that the gameplay in that is really suited to the film because the first bit you're going along shooting people, which he mm. does in the film. Then you've got the bit where you're shooting the bad guy. You know, you shoot the, the lady through her dress and get the bad guy. Uh, no, I don't know. There's that bit in the game, right? But there's certain on the on the computer versions, and there's different bits to do with the film, so you can recognise bits from the film. Mm. Whereas in the Aliens game we've just played, the only bit I can remember is the last when you put it in the mm. the airlocks. That's the end of the film. But it's got the. The, the but it's not car. atmospheric like the film, is it? Is there no, a car it's... bit in it? Yeah, you're in the car. The film? Yeah. I can't remember that. Yeah, you're in the car escaping and Ripley's got, what's he called, Hicks. She's got him back in the car and he's got blood all over him and really? she loves him. And yeah, but it's going to make a mess of the upholstery. Idiot. Yeah, she'd have kicked him out. If Island Pirate seems rushed. I can see they probably wanted Midnight Resistance but couldn't afford the joysticks. <laughs> That's fair play. <laughs> Ian Cullen... Is, is replying to Neil, me too, this is one of the first games in my college cafeteria, so I spent a lot of time on this back in day. Stacey King, I wholeheartedly agree that Sean Holly should be commended or condemned, you decide, <laughs> on his choice of game, as it's one of my favourite arcade games. I'm sure he meant condemned. He commended. Thank you. Gol- so. Just a minute, golf clap. <laughs> Stuart Time Warp, thank you, Sean, my favourite game, though I have mysteriously lost my PCB. Yeah, I stole it and fed it to a rapid badger. Oh. Mm. It was unwrapping PCBs on Twitter. says, no, it's not that one. <laughs> right. No, uh, that's right. Fantasy me. Love Konami's Aliens. My first exposure to the franchise sold me for life. When I found out there were movies and comics and novels and dolls, I melted. Oh, that's not good. No. Melty. Melty me. Jonathan Keane. Love this game. Thanks, John. John Hearts and Minds. One of my favourite games in the arcade. Exactly, a game sin, not games in. Game sin. Game sin, yeah. Mm. And then a picture from Charlie Farr is put a Simpsons cab in the background of one of the scenes of the aliens. He is a one, isn't he? It's funny that apparently there's an aliens cab in the Simpsons yeah. cartoon. It's not surprising. I didn't know. No, it's in the game. In the Simpsons game, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. When ah. you play through the game, you see it in the background. Oh, I've never played. Oh, you missed that troll nads. Oh, sorry. He's he's used my expression. No. Turd. And, then, and a hashtag turd. Yeah. He didn't even put a score in. I don't no. blame him. Don't not, blame for, him. not for Tron. I can imagine Tron has been like it because he's an 80s kid like us. He is. Next show's game. Kept it quiet. It's now. not even on the notes. I've made out it's going to be either Zevius. Yeah. Not Zevius. Zevius. So it'd be my bootleg board, which hasn't got a U in it. Yeah. Or Raiden. Mm. And I lied. It's neither of those. Oh, no. What it's going to be Raiden. 
Raiden One. Raiden One. Yes. It's going to be. There's different. I think there's different versions of Raiden. We'll say the world version. Mm. I think that's what my PCB is. Right. So it's whatever my PCB is, kids. So come around my house, have a look. It's in the pony on the right hand side, and it's that one. I think the, we'll, the address. We'll put... The address is in the show notes. Yes. And when Vicky's out, is also in the show notes. We will. And the key is under the mat. No, don't tell them that. Oh. We will put the details on the website, but I think it's world version. It's a standard settings, three lives, default difficulty, no continues. Can we use auto fire? No, you cannot. Yes, we can. You cannot use auto fire. It's so. If um... you use auto fire, yeah. I want a separate. Score with your non-auto fire score, so we can compare. I might use auto fire because it's in all mains. Auto fire is in all new mains by default. Sean, yeah, we're an arcade podcast. Yeah, I'm going to be using an arcade PCB. Oh. No auto fire on that young man. I yeah. like tapping the fire button. That's the thing with arcade is tapping the fire but button. Raiden, if you lose a life, you go back to that pea shooter, and you lose a lot of lives. I don't, because I'm good at it. Okay. At the moment, I can actually beat you. I think that's going to change. I'll beat you. Yeah. So, okay. Ryden, kids, go play Ryden. We'll talk to you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And we're going to have a day two at Revival in two minutes when we're out of this hotel room, which has been fantastic and we love it. Yeah, it's good. Thank you, kids, and goodbye. Bye-bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.